I mean, literally just the idea of an uncluttered life. I mean, if you visualize that, like you're on a road and there's tree branches in your way and there's logs, you know, taking up space, there's stumps in the road and there's no path paved. So you trim the branches, you cut down the trees, you clear out the stumps. Then you just have an open path and you can just walk it. But it's so much easier to walk a path than it is to pave our own. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today, I have been wanting to talk to you guys about this for a really long time. And I got a recent DM from someone asking literally this very question. So I just knew it was the right time to talk about it. And that is, what the heck do you do once you're done decluttering? Because, you know, we go through the whole process of decluttering, decluttering, less, 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 but then what? However, before we dive in, because it's going to be a good topic, a good discussion I'm excited for, I wanted to read you one of the reviews left by you guys Remember, these reviews mean so much to me. I love reading from any of the longtime listeners of the podcast. If you have tuned into a few episodes and you keep coming back, I would really love for you to leave a review so that I can not only read it for myself, but read it back to you guys. And this review comes from Saratoga County, which I love that. It says, love it. Renee is down to earth, transparent, good humored, and enjoyable to listen to. She offers wisdom of her own and shares the wisdom of others. I've lost track of how many good tips I've gained from her podcasts. Love, love, love this. Thank you so freaking much. I love that you took the time to leave this good review. This is something I'm going to go on a quick mini tangent about um, that I'm actively working on being better at, and that is leaving a positive review. Anywhere I go where I have a good experience, including podcasts, I think so often it's not until we're annoyed or in a bad mood that we want to leave a review, you know, where we're quick to be like, that was terrible. I need to leave a review and let them know. We just want our anger to be seen. We want our frustrations to be heard. So for real, all of you who have taken a minute 
to leave a positive review after having a positive experience on the podcast. I It means so much, and I'm so proud of you because this is truly something that I am working at getting better at myself. So just had to put that out there. It's so cool. Thank you so much. I love reading these, um, and I love all of you. So that being said, I've got my little fake glass of wine. It is Trader Joe's Purple Juice with some sparkling water. Got it in my little wine glass so that I feel fancy talking to you guys today. And we're going to dive into what the heck you do when you're done decluttering. So obviously I spend so much of my time talking about owning less, having less, dealing with less, and how you deserve a life that is bigger and better than stuff. But let's talk about the very real thing of once you're done. Because a lot of times I think, you know, I'm And this is a struggle I've had where I'm like, I don't even know how to talk about getting rid of clutter anymore because I'm not doing it. I'm past that. Sometimes I struggle to find the words to talk to you guys about how to let go of things because I'm not letting go of things anymore. Um, I'm past it. I've let let them go. And I remember getting to that point. I felt like chaos in my life. Something was going wrong. Who knows what number of things it could have been. I went through so many hardships um, between the times of starting minimalism and the last few years have just offered me a lot of hardships. So I can't pinpoint what it was. But I remember kind of busting open my drawers to my dresser, digging around, like desperately hoping that I could find something to declutter something to clean, something to get rid of. Never did I think I would be the person that cleaned as a coping mechanism or to relieve stress. But as I began practicing minimalism, I very real found that that was in fact who I was. And I kind of had to just pause and sit in my uncomfortable emotions. Now, this is something I had a woman reach out to me about. She's like, what do I do when I don't have much to declutter? My my family makes fun of me because I don't have anything left to get rid of. And I want to share with you guys what I shared with her. Because if you're lucky, you get to this point. And it's a good point to be at, truly. Because I remember sharing a TikTok um, a couple years ago where when you're done decluttering, you're forced to face those uncomfortable emotions. And a lot of people were like, that's why I just stay in the clutter. That's why I just keep buying stuff. And I relate. I get it. And something that I'm realizing a lot of my friends, a lot of my family don't relate to, only strangers on the internet seem to get me, that I have learned to embrace my discomfort, my negative emotions, And that's what happened when I realized I had nothing left to declutter was that I was now forced to face everything I had been running from. And when I say I've been running from it, I mean, literally my whole life, Uh, you know, for what, 10 years or so, I turned to shopping when I had bad days, when I was in a stress mood, it was shopping or it was screaming or it was eating an entire bag of Doritos or it was jokingly gulping down a glass of wine I turned to so many things to cope with my stress and frustration so that I didn't have to feel the things, the stress, the frustration. And then the healthiest possible thing was 
minimalism. Minimalism was healing. It was helpful. It was healthy, but it was still a distraction for me. I don't know that it's the same for you, but maybe you're hearing this and you're like, oh shit, she figured me out. (laughs) That sounds about right. Then let's have this very real heart to heart. Um, And if you're like, you know what? I don't relate to that at all. I would still suggest you stick around because we're going to keep on going with this so that if and when you get to that point when you do reach decluttered, clutter-free, you'll know how to take the next right steps or at least my my best recommendations for your next steps. But first of all, let's talk about if you've been using clutter, decluttering as a coping mechanism. There is absolutely nothing wrong with sitting with your discomfort. I am starting to learn currently at this stage in my life, if you've been on my social media or anything, you might have heard me talk about how life has been really freaking stressful yet again. It has been really tough. And I'm finding now that I'm on the tail end of that stress, or actually more that I've learned how to manage and cope with this stress, that I feel stronger. I feel like a bigger badass. And I know people always say that, like, oh, you're stronger after a struggle, but it's like, shut up. We don't want to hear that because struggles suck. No one wants to hear, like, you'll be better after. But I'm really realizing that when we go through hard times, when we have discomfort in our lives, we have this potential to get seriously motivated. Like, if you get into a tough financial spot, That's where we were years ago when we were downsizing our house, we were struggling financially and it was like this fire lit under my ass. And I was like, no more. I am not doing this anymore. I'm done. And that was the fuel that I used to pay off debt, to build a blog, to start an online business, to homeschool my kids, to start dogs and to just do everything that I possibly could to make sure that I would never be that same person again, that I would never be stuck in that same story. I didn't want it. And that's really how I'm feeling right now. You know, these days we've had same again. I don't know if it has to be the financial setbacks that light the fire under me, but we've had just back-to-back medical bills and dog issues and car problems. And because of it, it has caused our emergency fund to dwindle and our credit cards to be put back to use again, which I hate. And in reality, I've had to do so much money work in the last few weeks of just shifting my mindset around money to stop taking it so seriously, to stop letting it take over my life um, and to do something about it, to make shifts to stop showing up the way I have been because the way I have been isn't working anymore, right? And this is what can happen with hardships and bad times. I've lost so many people in my life and every time I have, I have come out of it with new perspectives, new ways of looking at life. When I lost my dad, the first thing I said to myself sitting in that hospital room with him after he passed, I thought I will never let stuff control my life. I will never let... an an object control me. Um, Little did I know I would continue shopping for the next 10 years without realizing how much I was possessed by stuff. When my grandma passed, I thought, you know, I need to slow down. She just, my grandma lived her days at home and she would get dirt in her fingers in the garden. And she was such a long, like, 
loving, kind, wonderful person, never really angered. Um, maybe to a fault, she could have allowed herself to be a little angrier at times and well, was well-deserved too. But the message I took from that was, oh, I need to slow down. I need to embrace that in my life. And I worked too. And when my stepdad passed a few years ago, I had that same fire lit under me, you know, in a whole, in a whole new way. And it was this fire that allowed me to officially, I say, break free from my fears of abandonment and embrace the fact that, you know, I, I, I didn't need dads to define me. That was a big struggle for me was like, why don't I get a dad? Why don't I deserve a dad? Everyone else has dads and people talking about these great dads that they have. Why not me? And when he left, I felt like I was finally able to stop seeking something that I didn't have and just embrace what I did have. And these were some of the things that I was running from when I was decluttering. Uh, I was running from so much pain, so much hurt, so much stuff I didn't want to look at or think about. But when I did, when I was forced to, um, whether it was before decluttering or after, whenever I have been forced to look at and feel my pain, I'm able to learn lessons from it and grow into such a better, stronger human being. So if that's you, if you, and also recognize that if you're like, holy crap, I'm looking desperately for things to declutter. This might be a sign that I'm running from something, that there's something else I need to be recognizing and letting go of. And you know what? I'm not going to pretend like I'm a saint. If just the decluttering helps you get through, go ahead, get through, you know, that's what you've got to do. Um, but I say this because what I told this person who DM'd me, this woman who DM'd me, I didn't share all of this, you know, letting go of whatever you might have been running from. But we get to that goal where we are clutter-free. That's the ultimate goal is to have less stuff to manage so that we have more time, so that we have more energy. And then it's a question of what do I want to fill my life up with now? And that's why I say it's so important to do the work. If you've got negative emotions that come up, if you've got stressors that come up when you get to that point of clutter-free, work through them, let them go too, so that you know how you want to show up in this life. Because 10 years ago, I didn't know how I wanted to. I was carrying around so much emotional weight that I didn't know what I was carrying around. By working to let it go, I have gotten a clearer and clearer picture of who I want to be and how I want to show up. And whenever I get a clearer picture of that, it's almost like I get this acceleration because I'm letting the emotional baggage go. We all know how much that mental load, that emotional load can weigh you down. You think that you want to do something, but then something in you sinks and tells you you can't, you're not capable of. Or you've got the mental load that tells you, remember last time you failed or your family tells you that you failed or your, your parent tried that and they didn't make it work. Remember that friend who did it wrong? The mental and emotional loads can keep us back from so much. 
and working to acknowledge that they're there and learn how to let go of them is such an amazing gift to give yourself. Because then you get to that point where you've gotten rid of the stuff. You've gotten rid of the internal baggage that you've been carrying around. And now you're free. And that's freaking scary, isn't it? Like the idea of options. If you don't feel like you're there yet, you might think, no, I really want options. But I'm telling you right now, when you get to that point and you've got freedom and you've got options and you are able to do the things you've always wanted to do, all of your worst fears are going to be like, holy crap, it's actually possible. It means I have no more excuses. I have nothing to distract me. I have nothing to hold me back. I actually get to show up for my life the way I say I always wanted to. Now you can either fly at this or you can fail at this because some people might get to this point, whether it be decluttering their stuff or getting over alcoholism or quitting cigarettes or healing their eating disorders, whatever it might be. You get to the place where you have the opportunity to be a newer, bigger, more fully realized version of yourself. And you can talk yourself right out of it real quick. That might look like finally clearing through all of the clutter and then going, you know what? I'm going to go buy myself some new stuff. I'm going to go shopping and dig yourself right back in because it is uncomfortable getting to that place where you face real growth and real potential. But I want you to do, but I, what I want you to do, whatever you find yourself faced with this, is sit with all the fears and the discomfort and all the limiting beliefs that you have coming up telling you that you're not capable or it's too much, it's too overwhelming, and recognize that that is just your BS limiting beliefs. It's your caveman brain trying to keep you safe because ultimately our brain wants what is familiar. And what most of us truly seek in life is expansion. And where we get expansion is in what is unfamiliar. So for me, got to the point of decluttering and I would love to act like it took two and a half days for me to figure this out, but it didn't. I started realizing that I had a lot to share. I had started the blog and it was very how to pay off debt, how to simplify your stuff blah, 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 very cut and dry. And thankfully, and I say thankfully, thankfully COVID shut down the whole world. You know, I know so much, so many of us faced losses during COVID and it was hardships, but I think what it did for a lot of us, for the whole world was to give us a new perspective on what is important, what matters, who matters, our lives and how valuable they are. We were given this gift of perspective. And it was during COVID when I started to share on TikTok. And I started to realize I'm not speaking as much as I feel called to speak. Yes, I had shared basic tips on minimalism, but I was not sharing my heart and soul, like I am right freaking now. And as I started sharing on TikTok, I started realizing, holy crap, people want to hear what I have to say. These ideas, these concepts, these emotions that I've been carrying around, all of this stuff in the back of my brain might actually be able to serve a purpose. Wow. So I started sharing and I started growing and I started figuring out what that meant. And eventually that turned into this podcast and it turned into me doing coaching and creating courses and 
building something bigger than what I had originally imagined with the new time, freedom, and energy that decluttering gave to me. Right now, it's 12.31 p.m. on a Wednesday. I could easily be working a basic nine-to-five job. I could be sitting on the couch chowing down chips, which I'm not going to lie, I genuinely thought about doing today. Or I can be showing up doing the thing that I said I wanted to do if I was able to get to that point where my life was simple enough to do it. You know, 10 years ago, when I first started the idea of minimalism, when I first read my first spiritual book by author Wayne Dyer, I had that idea. It was speaking. It was him. It was everything he had. He had the books. He had the speaking career. And I thought, oh my God, I want that. And my first thought was, nope, that's ridiculous. You can't have it. And I listed off all the reasons why right? But I kept thinking, I meant to do something. I meant to use my voice. I meant to have this expansion. I knew I was meant for something bigger than I was allowing to come into my life. And then I created space for that something bigger, right? I created the space by decluttering and literally decluttering can bring you back the energy because you're maintaining less stuff. It can bring you back the time because you're maintaining less stuff. It can do so much for you. And then you get to that point and now is your chance to expand. Now is your chance to get bigger. Now is your chance to do the things you said you wanted to do if you had more time. And I bet that's scary. Like I said, it's scary because you're like, well, shoot, that means I have no more excuses to fall back on. This is what I said to the woman in my DMs. I told her, what do you want? What do you want to do now? What better things do you want to do with your life that don't center it around your stuff and your belongings. She said tennis. She's like, you're right. I've always wanted to play tennis, whether it was pick it up again or start it new. I can't remember, but that's exactly it. Carve out an hour of tennis into your week, even just an hour of tennis. Or do you want to be volunteering? Is that something that you've been wanting to do for a while? Do you want to do coaching? Do you want to start an online business in your spare time just for fun? Do you want to paint? I have a girlfriend who started painting recently. She recognized that her kids were getting so much of her attention, that her husband had hobbies of his own. And she thought, I need something for me. So she started watching YouTube videos and doing paint pouring where you just pour. You just pour paint on a canvas and kind of swirl it around and create cool things. And then she brought all this stuff to one of our supper clubs where I get together with my girlfriends. She brought all this stuff and taught us all how to do it. She's not getting paid for it. It doesn't have to be that, but that's how she's spending her time. That's what she's doing. You can do that. You can find the thing that gives you passion and you can fully embrace it, fully experience it. Doesn't have to be a full-time job. Doesn't have to be a speaking career. Doesn't have to be as big and as passionate as mine. And it can be way freaking bigger if you want it to be. It doesn't have to be for anyone else. It doesn't have to be approved by society. It has to be approved by you. What have you always been wanting to do? That's what you get to do when the clutter is gone. I mean, literally, just the idea of an uncluttered life. I mean, if you visualize that, like you're on a road and there's tree branches in your way and there's logs, you know, taking up space, there's stumps in the road and 
There's no path paved. So you trim the branches, you cut down the trees, you clear out the stumps. Then you just have an open path and you can just walk it. But it's so much easier to walk a path than it is to pave our own, especially when we don't know how. So I guess this is me giving you advice today and letting you know that if you have a vision or an idea of what you want to do or what you're capable of in your life, I believe that vision is there because it already exists in possibility. Whether you say God put it there, whether you say universe put it there, whether you believe in something different or some other source for it. I believe and I know more than ever, the callings on our heart are put on our hearts for a reason. So if you're stuck in the midst of clutter, keep going. Keep working toward that goal and and start it now. Don't even use the idea of being stuck in clutter as a reason to not. I started the blog when I was still working on decluttering. I'm still working on me now. I'm still working on clutter always. I really wanted to go through my closet again and just feel that refresh and renewal of, you know, checking in with myself these days. And that's another important thing to remember is that even though when you're done decluttering, you are going to keep growing and changing in life. Whether you actively want to grow and change or not, you're going to. So the stuff that you might not want to get rid of today might not mean much to you in a year from now. The clothing that lights you up today might not light you up five years from now. It's going to be something new, going to be something different. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you need a fresh coat of paint. Maybe you're going to want to update that bedding. But I encourage you to make sure whatever moves you're making are in aligned with your best and highest self and not aligned with a fear or panic of expansion. And that's the toughest thing to do. At the bottom of everything, if I could get to the source of every single thing I share or talk about is finding what feels right for you and this one life that you get to live and start aligning with that version of you right now. Getting to a point where you've cleared the clutter just opens up potential and clears out excuses. So if you're wondering what to do when you get to the end, or if you've gotten to the end and you're not sure about those next steps, I hope this helps. I hope it gives you some encouragement and inspiration, gives you an idea of what might be possible for you and to trust that whatever you see or hope for, I want you to know it's possible and that I fully believe you can go out there and get it because you're worthy. It'll be scary. Trust me, it's scary. But it's also kind of the best thing you could ever do because imagine getting to the end of your days. I know. You've heard me say it a thousand times, but imagine getting to the end of your days and all you've done is create a clean space. And maybe for now, that's it. Keep that in mind too. I should say that. Maybe you just need to sit in the clean space for a while because life has felt like chaos and you just want to embrace the calm for a minute. That's cool. 
But I promise you, after you've sat in the calm, after you've practiced the slowdown, there's going to be that itching for more. It's just natural. Go after the expansion. Trust in your heart's calling. Trust in those things because you don't want to get to the end and know that all you did was create a functional home. I guarantee you, you want something more than even a functional life, right? Do you want to get to 90 years old, 80 years old and be able to say, I took up tennis when I was 40 or I took the trip to Paris. I met the new somebody. I started learning French. I started learning Braille. I started reading. I read so many books. You know, what is it? What do you want to do? How do you want to be spending your time? That's really the only question you need to ask yourself. And then boldly pursue it because you are capable of anything that's laying on your heart right now. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.